Welcome into DTC. Believe it or not, boys and girls, we've recorded four shows in three days. We are on a heater in 2019. My name is Joe. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Available on iTunes, available on Google Play, available on Spotify, available on TuneIn, Slacker, and everywhere else. Just search Defeating the Curse or Defeat the Curse. You will find us. You can't miss us. With all that being said, welcome to Wildcard Weekend 2019, NFL Wildcard Weekend 2019. On the pod today, of course, your boy Joe, Mina, we haven't heard from him in a while, he's back. Razzie, he was on a couple, just a few days ago it felt like, but he's back. And FP, we just recorded yesterday. So it's a foursome, slightly different foursome. LP not available, Stevie not available. Got a lot going on in their in their personal lives these days. Uh, but more on that later, I guess, if we get to it. But the foursome that's here, we're going to talk NFL Wildcard Weekend. We're going to talk about these matchups. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of couple. There's a lot of storylines here. If we dabble in some Redskins stuff here and there, forgive us. But we're really going to try to focus on the wild card matchups. We're going to go in order as as best we can. We'll talk about some of the players that we like, some of the players we don't like, some of the matchups we like, and our general expectations. I mean, and and if that music to come in didn't get you geeked up and ready, I, I don't know what will. That's a classic from ESPN. Lots of childhood memories to that one. But let's start with Colts at Texans. Saturday, 4.30, the poo-poo matchup that ESPN gets. Um, it's their one playoff game a year that they pay a billion dollars for. Colts are going to go into Texas, or into Houston specifically. Razzle, what's going to happen? Give me one player to watch and a prediction. I don't know why you're calling this the poo-poo game of the weekend. I think this is these could be the two hottest teams in the AFC that could actually make – both of these teams could make it to the AFC Championship. Um, Indy has uh, started the year off rough, but has ended the season nine and one, including a win um, against the Texans. I wouldn't say in like week fourteen. And then Houston, I mean, the way they've been playing, they started off zero and three, finish off, I believe it's what twelve and and one. Um, they both have finished the season so strong. You have two great quarterbacks in this matchup. You have great two defenses. Mm. I. The way was, they are I playing was right now. for a while there. I mean, well, I'm trying to follow they, here. I'm trying to follow two hot teams that aren't very good, but they're hot. Okay. That are <laughs> no, they're, they're playing really, really well right now. And I think both of these teams could go into New England, and both of these teams could go into Kansas City next week or whatever, whichever one wins, and beat those teams. Um, okay, I but that just a, that just it, says that the AFC is wide open, right? Just like the NFC, it doesn't mean that these teams are any good. I don't think these teams are very good. I I, oh, I no, look at both of these teams, and yeah, they made the playoffs, and that's fine. Uh, I don't think either one of them is better than Pittsburgh. I, I just don't. I oh, think, that's I, you're crazy. I, I, no, look, I, look, strip away all the drama, strip away the record, and everything else. Pittsburgh, any given Sunday, and all that jazz, they're the better team. They are the better team. They would if no, if Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was in this Pittsburgh, matchup, they'd have a better, they'd have the better quarterback, they'd have the the better whoa, wide receiver. That's, Oh, okay. Those are big right. words too. Go ahead, FP. What, what do you what do you anticipate is going to happen then? Andrew Luck, man, comeback player of the year. He's probably been one of the better quarterbacks the the second half of the season. I mean, he was putting he's been putting up monster numbers. I don't know, like yeah, Big Ben's good and he has Antonio Brown or whatever, but what Andrew Luck has been doing with Ty Hilton and with a, a finally an offensive line in front of him. That should have a matchup this weekend with J.J. Watt and Clowney and uh, Merciless. It, it's going to be a fantastic matchup. If anything, just for the story of 
Andrew Luck's comeback because he is looking like the the prospect everybody thought he was going to be. He looks like the the second coming of an Indianapolis Colts Peyton Manning, and he's conducting this offense in a way that's gotten them all the wins that they've had in the the, the basically the whole season. But they They're, really didn't have a quality win down the stretch, and, and this is where I, I think I just disagree with you guys. They didn't. Well, you know, the, pull the up, pull quality up. win comes against beat? the Texans, right? Who did it they comes beat? against the Texans? This is their third matchup, sure, and they're always going down to the wire. And who else do they need to beat? Well, I mean, you can only beat they the teams beat the that you play, right? And they shut out, and they shut out the Cowboys, right? Exactly. But that's it, right? And then they beat up on a bunch of sub five hundred teams. That's why I'm just, I'm just not a believer. Mina, let's get in here. You get in here and, and tell us a little bit about what you know about the Colts and the Texans. Can you name the Colts starting running back? <laughs> no, I can't, and I'll can tell you why. Okay, that's not really important. What they're saying, actually, I agree with uh, with FP. The fact that you, you know you have Andrew Luck back there, and he is the comeback player of the year, and you have T.Y. Hilton, who's playing out of his mind. I mean, they're good to go. And not to mention, you have Deshaun Watson, who is what the most hit quarterback of any quarterback in the league, mm-hmm. and he's most sacked of any quarterback in the league. So I don't think you know that line is going to hold him. And if they if they're smart, you know, they'll definitely watch him, maybe put eight in the box and watch him. But then on the other side, you also have to, you know, Deon- you have to take him to DeAndre Hopkins, who is, to me, the best wide receiver in the league. So, Ooh, uh, to me, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can yeah. say it, but to me, I'm saying to me, he's the best wide receiver. In I the think league. there's there's some kind of stat that DeAndre Hopkins has, like, 150 straight completions or something to him like he just hasn't had a drop in god knows how but many that's games. fine but look but watson with okay so let's take a step back here he's been running a lot more the last three weeks he's taking a lot mm-hmm. more hits he's essentially the de facto running back on this team because alfred blue is poo poo what's do we know the status on on who's who's starting at running back for the texans Sure. Is it not Lamar Miller? I mean, I assume it's Miller, but it was it wasn't Miller the last couple hurt. weeks, right? He he tried no. to give it a go. He didn't get cleared, so I'm not even sure who's who's actually starting there. So it's it could kind be of, Arian Foster. It's not. I can guarantee it's not <laughs> Arian <years> Foster. <laughs> but both of these teams really can't run the ball. I mean, they really can't. Marlon Mack is the. I mean. Uh, I believe a one-time Redskin who's running the ball pretty effectively for the Colts, but these teams basically rely on on airing it out, on on dink and dunk passes. Neither one of them, I mean, those guys have big arms, but that isn't how they've been winning these games. So, you know, to me, the reason I'm I'm least excited about this game, I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. I just don't see a lot of points. I don't see a lot of moving back and forth. I think it's a one-possession game. You know, let's just you know, quick quick hits here. Like, who do you got winning, Razzy? Uh, I'm taking the the underdog, the road team, the Colts, just because I love what Andrew Luck's doing. But I agree that I think this game is going to come down to who has the ball last. I think it's going to be a, a high scoring game. I think it's going to. I don't know what the over under is on total points, but I think it'll top fifty. Uh, I think it'll be high scoring because both quarterbacks know how to move the ball down the field. They know how to sling it. Uh, both defenses are very competent. They they've been playing well all season. I'm going to take the Colts, and, and I know the line on the game is just a, a point where, they, where, they're, where the Texans being a point favorite. But I will take the Colts on the road uh, for the first wild card game. FP, who you got in this one? You got to go Colts. I mean, for the one fact that if you take away DeAndre Hopkins for Houston, they have no weapons. So Andrew Luck has more weapons, which means he'll have more opportunity to score. Mina, who you got? 
Honestly, of all the matchups this weekend, I think this one is the biggest toss-up for me. So, But I'm going to have to go with the Colts. I think they're just the better overall team. And, you know, like I said, they pressured the Sean Watson. You know, what's he going to do? Take an F piece out. I like it. I mean, I don't really, I don't really have a feel for this one. My gut's telling me the Texans, but you know, I can't really argue, or I can't argue for it. Uh, I'm not really excited to watch this game. You guys are much more bullish on it than I am, but uh, you know, fine. Put me down for the Colts too. We'll go upset all around on this one. Let's move on to Seahawks at Cowboys. Uh, I would argue this is one of the maybe the better matchups uh, because you get you get some you get some good offense against some good defense. There's some star power in this game. It's the Saturday night game. Uh, Razzie, I don't know if you have the line in front of you, but I mean, give me give me your general sense on this one. Um, who's the player that you're watching or most interested in seeing in this one? The player, I would say Russell Wilson, because of what he's been doing with this Seahawks team all year. I mean, I think this is his best job. I know that he took him to the Super Bowl in the last two years. I mean, two back to back years. But I think this season he's done the best job of leading the team, making the most of the weapons he's had. Uh, and, and I give a, a hats off to him and what Pete Carroll's done. Even though I hate the Seahawks because they always seem, seem to be the ones who ruin the rest in season. Dilly. I'm rooting. I am rooting for them to, to beat the Cowboys. I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to pull off a win. They they were looking impressive at the end of the season. And they were getting hot, but I don't think Dak is going to be able to to play at the high level he needs to play to win in the playoffs. I just, Russell Wilson has those intangibles. He has what it takes. I think the Seahawks, the, the, this point spread is only two points with the Cowboys only being, Cowboys being favored by two, but I'm going to go with the Seahawks on this game just because I love Russell Wilson. I love what he's doing with weapons and that defense. Yeah. It may not be the Legion of boom that they've been the last couple of years, but they've got some, uh, some guys on there who can, who can make some plays and make Bobby Wagner, baby. It's the Bobby Wagner show. FP, who you got in this one? Give me, give me what you're, what are you watching in this one? Well, you, you got to take the Seahawks and what you're watching for is Russell Wilson versus much crappier version of Russell Wilson, which is Dak Prescott. Um, again, you got Zeke, you got AP, you got a lot of background noise coming from one of the guys, but, uh, I'm sorry. I said. I said. AP. You got. You got Zeke, and then you got uh, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. That that fool that I wish we had. But the the defense for the Seahawks is a much better defense than that of the Cowboys. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't Sean Lee? I guess is supposed to return, and then the better linebacker that took his place, Vander Esk or whatever, he just got hurt recently. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, but if you're if is he is, is he going to play? Yeah, he's playing. All right, so then you look at it, but really you just can't bet against Russell Wilson in the postseason. Um, I mean, he's fun to watch. He's one of those guys that I'm always surprised by how little he gets touched. Like he's just really good at getting out of bounds, getting down. He just doesn't get he doesn't get hit a lot, but he's very effective when he leaves the pocket. He's very effective rolling right or left. Uh, And I mean, uh, and he still keeps his eyes downfield. That's that's the key. Yeah. you know, but um, you're looking at talent. To, just look at the talent on both both of these offensive units. I think the Cowboys get the edge, right? And even defensively, I think the defense of the Cowboys gets the edge too. <clears throat> you know, what's your thought on this one? And I'll give you mine. Um, I mean, I I mean, I agree with what Joe and and, and uh, Paul were saying. 
that Russell FP, whatever. Man. <laughs> it's, Raz, it's Razzle over here, baby. <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, it's all right. Mina's okay. sitting in a dungeon. He's in a dark room by himself. You know, so With it, this blue light. Yeah. It's amazing that we're getting anything out of him. We'll come back to you on this one. I mean, do you do you have a feel no, for no, this no, game? No, I'm not done. Hold on. Hold on. No, yeah, I was going to say. You have Russell Wilson, who would be the one to watch out for. He's going to be the difference maker in this game. Now, I agree with what FP was saying, which is that he's a much better version of Dak. But what you also, um, like Razzle was saying, too, is that the the running game has developed, because of Pete Carroll now, has developed for um, the Seahawks, which in the beginning of the season, they didn't really have a good running game. They're the number one running offense. Right. They, well, so, hold on, hold on. They that, surpassed the Ravens and the 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 RG three offense the Seahawks, that they're running. The Seahawks, the Seahawks are the number one rushing offense. Yes. Wow. I didn't. I didn't have that nugget in my notes. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, with that being said, the the I think both their defenses aren't particularly strong with the run, like run defense. So, I mean, if I was Dallas, I'd give the ball to to um, Zeke and just let him do his thing and. Hope to win, but I think at the end of the day, the Seahawks are going to pull this this W and advance. So I, I can't cheer for the Seahawks and I can't cheer for the Cowboys, right? As Redskins fans, we, we just can't do that, even though we're less Redskins fans today than we were a few days ago or a season ago. But you, ha- but, but you have to be able to root for Russell Wilson. Uh, like, yeah, look, I I enjoy can watching I root for Russ. Russell Wilson's wife. I in, I enjoy watching her too, but I enjoy watching. Make the whole package. I enjoy watching. I yeah. To me, you know, Stevie always talks about like how he enjoys watching like a Brady. Right. Russ is one of those guys that he's must watch for me. I really do enjoy watching him. However, however, from a betting perspective and just a gut feel perspective, I I just think the Cowboys are doing something right here down the stretch. I think they're playing good enough defense. I think Zeke and Dak are are excited to get to somewhere that they haven't been before and try to get this monkey off their back and actually get get a playoff win for the first time in what like a, two decades. And frankly, look, the Amari Cooper thing we we killed the Cowboys for what they gave up to get him. But I mean, you gotta you gotta say at this point he was worth it. I mean, we'll see no, if he, he was really really he, worth 100% it. hundred percent, he was worth the way he's done in, in right. the season since he joined the Cowboys. And if they're able to re-sign him uh, this offseason, he's definitely worth it. That's right. Now we'll we'll know for sure if they got a deal or not, or if they over how much they actually overspent because they did. But like if they gave up too much, we will know depending on what the Steelers do by trading Antonio Brown or whatever happens with him. We're gonna get a better sense of what the Cowboys did or didn't do, or how well they did or didn't do when it comes to Amari Cooper. But you can't argue with his production on the field. You can't argue with the confidence that Dak is playing with. You can't argue with Zeke's talent. I mean, this team has the capacity of putting up 35, 40 points. And defensively, they've shown down the stretch that they can they can play better. Now, they did they did suffer a shutout, I think, in the second to last week or three yeah, weeks ago. So To the Colts. To the Colts. So, you know, they're also very capable of laying an egg and just yeah, looking they, terrible. Yeah, but they also crushed the Saints. But so. this, is, this is a big game for them, a big spot in, in Jerry's world. I, I mean, I... I I can't cheer for either team. I just I have a hunch that the Cowboys are going to pull this off. I just do. I, I don't really have a reason for it. Gut except feeling. That it's just a gut feeling. It's just it's just a gut mm-hmm. feeling on this one. Um, well, you know they played each other in the, earlier in the season, and uh, I think Seattle they beat them. But of course, you know the Cowboys didn't have Amari, so he can be the difference maker. So you're right about that. 
I mean, he has been the difference maker down the stretch. I mean, you, you Dak looks like a different yeah, they, player. He looks like a different guy. They played they played in week three. It was a twenty four thirteen game. Um, yeah. yeah, so definitely pre Amari Cooper. It was pre everything. About, I mean, both both yeah, teams. Yeah, it was. Brock, Errol Thomas had two picks that game. That was a game that he was. I think he got hurt, or he got hurt the week after. Um, but Wilson had two touchdowns that game. They had some running. They had. Chris Carson had a hundred yard game, so we'll see what happens this week. But I, I really think uh, Saturday night prime time. I think is the moment it's going to be too big for the Cowboys. Actually, if you want to rewind, probably about ten years ago at this point, uh, the Cowboys and Seahawks played on Saturday night, and that was the infamous Tony Romo wow. fumble game. Yeah. Yes. That was the last time they played in the playoffs. Was was it was a Saturday night wild card weekend, and with Tony Romo fumble. So hopefully we'll get a classic like we did last. Who you got? Time. Who you got in this one, Russell? Uh, I see how just because I think Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll have those intangibles um, that that Jason Garrett and the Cowboys team aren't going to be able to put together. I think Russell Wilson. I think the running game is going to be strong for Seattle. I think Russell Wilson is going to make the plays he has to make to win the game. That's the difference. FBR on Seattle too, right? Yeah, I'm going Seattle. And if it's it's just because of that rushing attack, I mean, they've had what 150 yards rushing in like nine of their last ten games or something like that. I just don't see that Cowboys defense really stopping that attack. And if they do, that Cowboys secondary is not going to be able to stop Russell Wilson. So twenty, are you it's on? Go, uh, it's got to go Seahawks. Twenty, are you on the Seahawks as well? I am. And, you know, that team, I mean, with the core they have, has won. Did you, did you just get on an airplane? <laughs> so, something <laughs> just kicked on. It's it's cool. He's calling. He's on. He's, he's podcasting from the airport here, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Tony, we can't hear you, man. You got to speak up a lot. We know you're in the dark. He's still in the dark, too. I don't know what's going on. Mile High Podcast Club right here. <laughs> That I, is, okay. I think he said at one point he was, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what's going on over here. But I think he said he was on the Seahawks as well. Is that better? <laughs> I'm, sure. Are you on the Seahawks or the Cowboys, man? Just pick a team. I said I'm on the Seahawks, man. You're on Seahawks with the rest of us. Yes, I just I three to one here. Three to one on this they one. Are, All right. With that core 20. that they have and that coach, they've done it before. They won a Super Bowl. So I'm gonna pick that. I can't cheer for Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's a 9/11 truther. I can't. I can't. I can't get down with Pete Carroll and the 9/11 truther. Because I'm he's out. a 9/11 truther. Yeah, what man. Does that mean? You're gonna have to get past that. Yeah, just root for him one this one week. I can't. I just don't like how he doesn't stand up straight. Ever. And he chews too much bubble gum. Yeah, it's yeah. Like he's, he chews yeah, it like he's yeah, angry. Right. I, I don't understand. Yes. I don't get it. Yes. I don't get the whole NCAA cheating. Thing. Him and but Sean whatever. Payton. They're they're always right. pissed off at their bubble gum. Uh, all right, let's keep moving through here. Sunday, one o'clock Eastern time. Chargers at Ravens. Now, we saw this matchup, uh, if I'm not mistaken, just a week ago on Saturday night in L.A. Am I correct? I believe yes, I'm correct. A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. I am correct. Uh, yes, that's correct. And uh, that was a big surprise and a shock to me. Chargers are my surprise team in the AFC. They are my pick to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And I got a lot to say about the Chargers. I think this defense is underrated, although they've got lit up quite a few times. Uh, throughout the season, they, they did lay some eggs, but every defense has. There hasn't been one defense that's gone coast to coast. Maybe the Bears as an exception. 
Um, but they also had some stinkers along the way. I love Phil Rivers. Like, there's no no surprises there. Philip is my man. Um, you know, he's got mm-hmm. a ton of kids, but he's got also got a big arm, and he's gotten it consistently done with or without his top receivers, with or without old man Gates at tight end, with or without um, uh, Melvin Gordon in the lineup or not. They just consistently show up. And and I want to see him win one. I I really do. Like the mouth breather in New York has two has two uh, Super Bowl wins, right? Eli's got two. Ben's got two. I I want to see Philip Rivers get one. I think this is his best shot. The NFC and the AFC are both wide open. I like the Chargers in this one. I know the Ravens. I know they're gonna they're gonna run the RG three offense. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Guys, I'm just not a big fan of his. All right, like I don't. He doesn't have a neck, which is kind of interesting. But I'm I'm just not a fan of that offense. I don't think it's sustainable. You know, Gus the bus. I mean, that that boy can run for a big dude. But I'm just not buying, man. Like Michael Crabtree disappeared in like week three from fantasy and in real life. I'm just not buying. I know it's a home game for Baltimore. The weather looks like it's going to cooperate as well. I'm taking the Chargers and I'm taking them big in this one. I think they figure it out, and I don't think they're going to come out and get embarrassed again the way they did a couple weeks ago. Razzie, what say you? I am a hundred percent with you on this joke, and it's not often I can I'm able to say that, so I'll take advantage of it right now. The char- I am so sick of the Ravens and this little gimmick offense. They they're not they're trying to do what we did in 2012, but they're just not it's it's just not the same. Uh, they somehow snuck in the playoffs. But I saw a stat the other day: Lamar Jackson started pl- started playing for the Ravens in Week 11, and he has the most rushing attempts uh, for any quarterback in a season. And he started playing week 11. He, he cannot throw the ball down the field. I think the difference in this game, if the Chargers are able to get a lead early in the game, I think that's what it's going to take for them to, to win. Uh, the Ravens defense has been playing like, like it's 2000 and uh, what? 2001. Uh, I mean, they always have crazy again. defenses there. I don't understand what's in the water in Baltimore. Yeah. Like, these defenses are always studly in real life and in fantasy. But look, I, I'm a big Derwin James guy, and I just don't see him oh, having a bad yeah. game the way he did uh, a, a few weeks back. I think he's gonna take it. He's gonna take it as a personal mission to clobber the, the crap out of Lamar Jackson and whoever decides to run the ball for Baltimore. I, I just don't see the Chargers laying down the way they did. That was an ugly game. Ha- yeah. No, so, go ahead, go ahead, I was say they just they just need to shadow him in that office. I know I saw a couple of plays last week with the Browns, how the Browns basically uh, just weren't shadowing him properly, and he was able to break out for a huge touchdown run. I, I think if they shadow Lamar, they're able to get to a big lead early in the game. I think it's, it will be the Chargers. Uh, yeah, I think that recipe gets. I think that recipe is exactly what the Chargers are hoping to do. Force. Force the force the Ravens to have to throw the ball and get yards, you know, big big chunks quickly. Uh, I mean that that would play right into their hands. But this the the Chargers are an underrated team. I mean they 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 had a great one against the Steelers. They had a great one, an instant classic against the Chiefs. They had a who else did they play? They was it the Rams. They had like three or four games this year that were just must watch. Absolutely incredible. And like I said, Philip Rivers is getting it done with a cast. Of, I mean players that we know. But he he is really good. I mean, and I want I just want to see him win. Like I just want to see this guy win before his window closes. And this is this Absolutely. is probably his best shot in a while. So, uh, FP, where are you on this game? I'm I'm with both of you guys. I mean, I I got I got a huge man crush on Philip Rivers, and he's always been one of my favorites. Um, I, I've always been a Bolts fan. I they're still the San Diego Chargers in my book. Um, 
this team is phenomenal. And I honestly think that what uh, Anthony Lynn is doing, how he's coaching this team, is he's he's doing amazing. That and, dude just pulls out his sack all the time and says, yeah, I'm the head coach. For me, that's going to be the biggest matchup, right? Don't worry about the players. The biggest matchup is going to be Lynn versus Harbaugh. And that's going to be the trick because Harbaugh in the playoffs is a tricky coach, and he 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 has his own wrinkles that he's going to incorporate in that offense. But Philip Rivers to me is just a guy that he's going to be that veteran presence that's going to keep that team controlled, under lock, and ready to go in and fight. And it helps that they have the film that they do from two weeks ago. Lamar Jackson and and all the Bobos on the Ravens they don't really have a veteran presence to kind of calm them down. Sure, you got. T Suggs on defense, but what else do you really have? I'm sure Ray Lewis is going to reappear and do his. Uh, yeah, his I mean, weird but how much thing. can how much can that stupid gimmick really work? Right? I mean, it can it, it can make a their difference. Their best their their best veteran presence is their freaking kicker, their their punter, field goal kicker, whatever Tucker is. Tucker, Tuck, whatever. No, they have Eric Weddle on defense. Okay, they still have Terrell Suggs I mean, on believe defense. It or not, Joe Flacco is still sitting on that sideline too. Yeah, but that's yeah, not going to help, out, that's not gonna help that offense not make mistakes. And I think that offense is going to make more mistakes than the, than the Chargers. Mina, where are you at on this game? Did the airplane land, first of all? I think so. Okay. Lights are on. That's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> lights are on. We can see your face. So we're moving in the right direction here. Where are you at on this game? I mean uh... – I mean, you guys said pretty much everything I was thinking, which is I, I too, I am a huge Philip Rivers fan. I mean, I, I love that guy. And if the football gods are kind to him, I think this is his year. Because to me, they have the most complete team. And not only do I pick them to go to the Super Bowl, I, they're my pick to win the Super Bowl. Um, they, they're just that good. And he's been playing well, although the last couple weeks – He's had six turnovers, so uh, that that's not really good. But and three of them, three of them came against the Ravens too. Yeah, but they honestly they could have won that game if it wasn't for a late Gates um, fumble. Yes, they were driving and they probably would have won that. And game. And I think so. that's actually the testament to why I think all of us are so like bullish on the Chargers because even as as poorly as they played in that game against the Ravens, they were still they still had a chance to win it with like three minutes to go. Right, and if exactly. Gates didn't fumble, they still had a, a legit shot to win that game. Then it got away from them. Exactly. But, uh, so we're and, all and are we all on the Chargers? Then I think we're all on the absolutely. Chargers. Absolutely. And I don't think they're gonna they're they're beating the Chargers twice. There's no way the Ravens are beating them twice. I mean, just for, oh. for fans' do, sake, we don't. I don't want to see the Ravens move forward. I just don't. I just don't. No, I think none of us do. <laughs> I think one thing that we're we're not taking into factor is the Chargers haven't really had a home field advantage all year. So going into Baltimore shouldn't really affect them. That and they've had the opportunity to travel early, rest up, and, and kind of spell that West Coast going to East Coast issue. So I, I think they come over this and, and they really take care of business. I'm yeah, with you can on we that talk one. about how the NFL screwed them screwed them over with the scheduling of this game? Why would they schedule them at a one o'clock one o'clock game on Sunday? Why didn't they put them in that Saturday afternoon spot or the Sunday afternoon spot? It's because of the way the TV rights work, Joe. So ESPN, ESPN gets the get... crap first game, right? They, the right. ESPN gets the leftover game, right? So everybody picks their game, and then the leftovers, like everybody. That's what you're CBS picked this game. Yeah, so CBS could either, yeah, they could either do the Saturday four o'clock Colts Texans, but they picked the Chargers Ravens, and it has to be right. A 
Gotcha. I mean, I just feel like the Chargers just got screwed over with that coming off from the West Coast and flying all the way over and playing a ten. It would or would be a ten a.m. game their time. But let's yeah. just let's be happy that the, that the Cowboys game. Yeah. game isn't on ESPN, so we don't have to listen to Jason Witten freaking talk. Oh, about actually, the speaking of Jason Witten, I think he's calling the national championship game if I'm not mistaken. So. He'll, oh, he'll annoy good. all the college football fans too in uh, from this time. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not really good. He is not. I'll, Tony not. Romo's fantastic. Witten, awful. We got one more game to discuss, boys. Eagles at Bears Sunday. The Eagles, powered by St. Nick, make it to the playoffs. Improbable against all odds. Again, make it to the playoffs. I don't have a good feel for this one, but I will say that I like the Bears. I like Matt, I like Matt, Matt Nagy a lot. I like what he's doing with that offense. I'm I'm starting to come around on Trubisky, and you know maybe he is what maybe he's worth what they were willing to you know what they gave up to get him two seasons ago, trading up and trading all those draft picks to move up to get him at I think it was at two was it two I think it was overall second pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, second pick. They moved one spot. You know, right? They Wasn't can that? I, yeah, that's correct. They moved up one spot to grab him. You know they can run the ball. They can sometimes pass the ball. Trubisky's had two five-touchdown games this season, so he can get it done through the air if necessary. It's going to be a home game Sunday night, all eyes on, uh, all eyes in Chicago. You know, I don't really know what to make of this team. They're a young team. They don't have a lot of experience at you know coaching in the postseason or playing in the postseason. I, I kind of have a sneaky feeling here that just like the Cowboys are going to get a win, I think the NFC East here, for all the crap we get about how down our division is, I think the Eagles are going to win too. I think both NFC East teams are going to move forward. I got Eagles beating Bears. Razzy. Yeah, this is the game actually that I'm least excited about this weekend because it's two teams that I don't really care for, two teams I'm not excited about. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I, the Bears defense has been unbelievable this year. And just, uh, Matt Nagy, what he's done with that op- offense with Mitchell Trubisky has been amazing. So I'm not going to, you know, talk down the Bears in any way, shape, or form because I think they have a really good shot of, of – they have a shot of winning the NFC because of the way their defense is playing. However, the way the Eagles and the how somehow they snuck into the playoffs. And got themselves in. I know we we did a good job of helping them. Yeah, they stopped the Redskins. That's how they got in. Yeah, they stopped us, and our and our boy Kirk Cousins couldn't take uh, the pressure of winning a game when a, a game that didn't even count for the Bears hut, last hut, week. Hut. But that's it. <laughs> uh, I nothing made me more happy last week than seeing the the Vikings not make the playoff. But we'll not get eighty four million dollars right now. Win one you, guys, game. you guys are losing track. You're getting sucked into the Kirk <laughs> dream. Listen, can, can, the, can the Vikings get a refund, please? Listen, uh, this, this this Bears defense. I'm cutting you off, Razzle. This Bears defense is the truth, and you have Saint Nick behind an injured O line. The Bears will take care of. Who's business. the guy that plays uh, middle linebacker for Chicago that came over in a trade that uh, the other Gruden didn't know his name? Uh, yeah, like the best linebacker in the freaking league. He's not yeah. a linebacker. Is he? not he's a linebacker. an outside linebacker. He's a linebacker clown. What are you talking about? He's, of course he, he is. He's like not an inside a linebacker. linebacker. He's, he's a 3-4 linebacker. He plays every position on that no, defense. I thought he was an inside linebacker. I, I see him line up over center all the time. He's a touchdown and six sacks. That's the type of player that he is. But I like Matt Nagy over Peterson. I, I like Peterson's a great yeah, he's coach. Done whatever. He's done it in the he's postseason. With Nick Foles. Right, and you know what's going to happen. It's going to be dink and dunk with Sproles. 
then target Ertz, and then kind of hope that Nick Foles can do something downfield. No, hold on, hold on. They got actual receivers on this team. They just don't use them. But they have actual receivers that can go catch yeah, the but ball. But that's what I'm saying. They, they won't use they'll, they'll use. They have Alshon Jeffrey for, for one possession and Algalore for another possession. But that's it. Like It's going to be dink and dunk offense. And that Bears team will sniff they that out. They got Golden Grams just, too, man. He's out, he's out there. Hey, he's our he's our future receiver that's coming to the Redskins. <laughs> you know, I was just about to say that. He's got Redskins written all over him. <laughs> Bruce Bruce is going to be like, oh, we can get Antonio Brown for two first rounders. Let's just go get uh, Golden Tate for the same price. You know, actually, you were talking about Doug Peterson and uh, Matt Nagy. The crazy thing is, I saw something today. Is the twelve coaches that are in the playoffs right now all come from two coaching trees, which is the Bill Parcells. And the and the and the Bill Walsh coaching trees, where Peterson and Nagy are both Andy Reid guys, and then I mean I can go including Frank Wright, who's also an Andy Reid guy because he came from Philly last year. So three of the coaches, and I, I can go through each and every single one of them, but three of them will come from the Andy Reid coaching tree that are playing this weekend. Where does the Gruden tree come from? Is that which GM tree produced Bruce Allen? <laughs> <laughs> Mina, where are you at on this game? Give you need me, a new garden. Give me a pick here, Mina. Who are you feeling? I, look, I just don't see the Eagles going into Soldier Field and pulling off a win. That, that's just not going to happen. Not against that defense. And I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Nick Foles, isn't he hurt or didn't he get hurt? He does he did get hurt last week. Yeah, it's okay. Got- they have Nate Sunfall. They don't need Foles. They got Nate Sunfall from us. Another Redskin. That's right. Did you actually hear the story that uh, these playoffs. Nick Foles missed out on a million-dollar <laughs> roster bonus or a million-dollar bonus because he missed the last Because of the drives. number of snaps that he played. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was based on the number of snaps he took. He needed six because more snaps. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. So I'm the only one on the Eagles here. I'm the only one picking upset. Yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if the, the, the line six points on the game with, with the Bears being favorite. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles win just because of the way – Joe Pearson knows how to prepare his team and play with the guys he's got. Uh, the Bears have, you know, a, pretty much a rookie quarterback in the playoffs. Bears got a, a lot of pressure, man. Bears got a lot of pressure. On I know, them, right? Like, well, they, if yeah, I'm not mistaken, have... the the game, the the winner of that game plays the Rams, right? Yep. So if the Bears you, win, you would want the it, Bears because the Eagles already proved they can take out the Rams, and we don't want the, yeah. the Eagles to go further. Right. I mean, the th- Bears. This, is, and the, this no, always no, no, comes the up. The Bears though. win. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, if the Bears win, they'll play the Rams. If the Eagles win, they'll play the Saints. Right. Okay. Look, every year we have this – well, not every year, but it seems like more often than not we talk about, well, as Redskins fans or as NFC East rivals of you know who the Cowboys and the Eagles in particular, sometimes the Giants – do you guys generally find yourself rooting for our division rivals or against? I mean, I, we against against. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm always against yeah. them, but, but this year I feel like I'm for them. I would say four. To be honest, I'm rooting. At, at, once the Redskins season crashes and burns, I root for enjoyable football. I just want a good game, and typically NFC East teams don't give you a good game. Yeah, I, but I yeah, feel I like it looks better on the Redskins whenever you know, if, like. I remember the two years the Giants made it to the Super Bowl. You're rooting for them because you want to say that your division produced the Super Bowl winner. You want to say you came from a Super Bowl winning that's, division. That's that's Bobo. No, that's like that. That's showing how that's like competitive our division like is. The Super Bowl winner during the regular season. It means mm. nothing. 
I no, can, I can argue you, it, 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 it shows how good it, the division it seems is. You're, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you got two. I think our, I think both of our division rivals are going to win their games this weekend. And I think it's going to force people like Screaming Eight to look at the NFC East and, and pump the brakes on all this. It's a loser division and they don't know how to play. Well, maybe there's something to be said because these teams beat up on each other, you know, six times. A, how can you say that when the NFC East has two teams in the playoffs? That's what I'm saying, Donk. The NFC East is a lot stronger than people think. They're just the Redskins aren't. It's because the Redskins are in it. That's why. Yeah, that's, that's why the East gets. Okay, but but hold on. But but the Redskins were actually in the hunt. I mean, the, there was there were scenarios where you know, as of three weeks yeah, ago, but, all three teams could have made it, and that's happened. That happened in uh, was that 2012 that all three teams went. I gotta go back and check. I gotta go back and check. But anyway, anyway, give me one player, the MVP of Wild Card Weekend for you across all teams, all players. Razzle, your one guy who's going to come out, the, you know, the, the shining star for his team. I'll go back to Russell Wilson. I think he's going to be the difference between a, a win or a loss for the, for, the Cow, for the Seahawks against the Cowboys. And I think he's going to have a game that he's going to need to have. He's going to put his team on his back. He's going to make his mediocre players play at a high level. I'm going to Russell Wilson. FP. I'm going Andrew Luck. Comeback player of the year is no small feat, and he's going to show people why he went first overall in 2012 and why the Colts were right in selecting him, and he's just going to show that he's not just a great quarterback, but probably top three bumping out Aaron Rodgers. Oof. Oof. Mm-hmm. Mina, one guy to watch. My... <laughs> Uh, I would pick uh, Khalil Mack. Honestly, I think that defense is going to show you something, and, and I think they're going to they're going to destroy the Eagles. I just I don't see them losing in Soldier Field, and and Khalil Mack has just been to me a, a, a MVP type player this season. And I mean, John Gruden is probably killing you know kicking himself for not keeping him and trying to pay him, but I mean. I just I think he's the best player on that defense, and he carries that defense on his back, and he's gonna take them far in the playoffs. Because I think if they win and and they end up playing Rams, they can definitely beat the Rams. I don't see the Rams going far. I mean, look, young teams with a lot of pressure on them. I mean, you know, the expectations, the weight of expectation is is tremendous, especially for a young team with a young coach. You know, and the Rams are kind of a hodgepodge. They're kind of like an all-star team, kind of thrown together to make a run. But they have no defense, zero defense. And actually, I think, Aaron they, pressured, I think they pressured quarterbacks the best yeah, in like I mean, the last six weeks or something. Their defense is they didn't they didn't play Aaron as well. Donald, as Aaron Donald, Aaron <laughs> Donald. And there's a guy named Aaron okay, Donald but, apparently. But we've seen, we seen him play enough in prime time to know that you let teams like the. Um, the Chiefs put up how many points did they put up? Like yeah, yeah, and the right? Eagles beat them too. No, but, yeah. that game with anomalies. They just shoot out pretty much. Okay, I'm saying I don't think their defense is as good as the stats say, but that's just my opinion. My one so. guy to watch for the weekend is Philip Rivers. I- I'm rooting for him so mm-hmm. hard. I think he's, he's going to come guy. out. I think he's going to come out and and want to show that uh, that one game a few weeks back at home against the same team against the Ravens was an anomaly that he's got them figured out. And frankly, the Ravens are the best defense, in my opinion, in the NFL. Right? I mean, it's not my opinion. Statistically, no, second to the Bears. Fine. Maybe may second. They're the best in the AFC. And if they can, if the if the Chargers go out there and lay the wood to the to the Ravens, 
that's the team that everyone's going to look at and say, well, if they took out the Ravens and they do it handily, I mean, like, maybe not blow them out, but, I mean, if they hang, let's say, 35 on the Ravens, who haven't given up more than 20 or 21, I think, for the entire season, I think that's going to be a, it's a statement game for Phillip Rivers. Like, he's got an opportunity to go on the road, get a big win against a very good defense, and I, I think if he does it, I, I think I think it really does set a nice runway for him to make it to the to the, all the way to the Super Bowl, and potentially to win it. I, this is his best shot. Can't I, wait to see a Rivers Breeze Super Bowl. That would be fantastic. But you know, I don't know who I would cheer for if we made it that far. But well, let's uh, let's take it one the, week the at a time. The storylines intertwined in that one. I can't wait. Of course, and I think there's a, there's opportunity for both of them to retire. You know, to potentially win and walk off the field and just be done. River has, has has to pay for his nine kids. He's not retiring anytime soon. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But they, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Probably going to make baby ten if he gets to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know how those Catholic families are, man. Anyway, <laughs> any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Going once, going twice. Redskins, fire Wizards. Yeah, fire Bruce Allen. Okay, very good. Why? He's not that bad. I mean, look, he did. He did fire, snag. Fire twenty. I heard something very interesting today, or it was actually it was it was in the uh, athletic um, that maybe the Bruce Allen. He, we know he didn't talk to law enforcement, but maybe he talked to legal counsel. Maybe he actually talked to the DA and was like, "Is there enough here to press?" And when they said no or were unsure, you know, maybe that's why he jumped on the opportunity to sign Ruben Foster. Look, whether whether you, look, we all hate Bruce Allen. You you can't argue with the fact that Foster automatically becomes one of the best linebackers on our team by default, just based on talent. And they have, they get a whole year now to to coach him up and get him ready for the season. I mean, you can't you can't argue with that. So, you know, but still, you know, I'd like to see Bruce Allen gone or run over by a bus. That's my one last thing. Mina, any final thoughts? You want to talk about Kaepernick? You want to talk about Floyd uh, knocking out the that that Japanese no, guy in uh, no, thirty no. seconds? I mean. I don't know what that was. I saw pictures. I couldn't find the video. But, yeah, I don't know what that was. No, I, I mean, I don't think Bruce Allen is that bad, but that's just my opinion. And if he would have signed Kaepernick. Oh, my God. I don't know that was coming. I don't know that was coming. I know you're not big on Kaepernick, but he's not He's not, He's not. not But worse than Josh. He is worse than Josh, actually. Do you disagree? Does anyone disagree with me? Would you rather have Cap? Anyone want to have I'd Cap? I'd rather have this conversation over. Where can okay. you find our podcast? Let's wrap this up. Oh, get thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Hold on, Razzie. <laughs> any final thoughts? Nah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens, but I'm more excited probably for next week. And, and once we, I think next week is the best weekend of football uh, when you get to the divisional games. Um, I'm excited to see how the Chiefs will play next week in the playoffs. Um, that's kind of my age. Andy Reid choke. Yeah, I, I, I'm really rooting for him. I really like Andy Reid. Uh, I mean, how can you cheer against him? He's been so good consistently. The fam- overcoming the family situations that he's dealt with. Yeah. On the NFC, I'm excited to see how the Rams play. I'm a big Sean McVay fan. Um, I'm hoping that they can get whatever whatever issue they had at the end of the year. Um, Look at all those Redskins connections, Blue man. Can you imagine if the Eagles and the and the Cowboys get through, and then the stupid uh, the Rams? Like, you, there's, there's Redskins connections all hey, over. Don't the forget, place. don't forget about your boy Ryan Grant on the Colts. Thank you, you. thank you, hey, good, thank you very much, thank you. The the best <laughs> receiver we've ever had in practice, ever. He catches everything. That's LP's boy. That's, That's LP's right. Boy. I know LP. I'm sure he's very happy to hear that. You know, 45 minutes into the show, 
All right, for everyone still listening, you can find us, you can find Defeating the Curse, this podcast, in all its glory, on iTunes, on Google Play, on Spotify, and now on TuneIn, uh, TuneIn Radio, TuneIn Radio Podcasts as well. Podbean is there, Stitcher, it's there, it's everywhere. And for those that care, and I care, the numbers are actually trending upward, guys. And since we've kind of started leveraging Reddit and kind of putting this out there, we're, we're headed in the right direction here. So I'm excited for 2019. We've done four shows in three days. That's got to be a record for this show, for this cast of characters. For Mina, for FP, for Razzie, for wherever LP is, for wherever Stevie is, thank you for listening. Happy Wild Card Weekend. We will talk soon. We are out.